0: pick up our study in Proverbs in chapter twelve, verse eleven, I believe. It says he well, let's start off with prayer again. I know we just prayed. But let's do it again. God, thank you for your word, that God it's true and it feeds us. And we ask that God you would feed us in your word. Give us wisdom. Give us insight into things that only you could teach us. And God, do uh, have your hand upon my family and all our friends and those around us. Just minister to them and help us uh, to be draw close to you. As you say, if we draw close to you, you'll draw close to us. And that's what we want tonight as we spend a little time in your word. Feed us, we pray, our good shepherd in Jesus' name. Amen. It says, He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows vain persons is void of understanding. Just the simplicity that you do your work, you'll get paid somehow. You go out and work hard and turn over the soil and plant the seeds like we're doing upstairs with the tomatoes and lettuce, and you do it diligently, you'll have food at the end of the day. doesn't say you'll have bread with butter. (laughs) just says you'll have your bread. You'll have what you need. And that's the way God takes care of us a lot of times is by working is by doing he says the man who doesn't work doesn't eat and so that a lot of provision um, comes through responsibility and god will come through in miraculous ways sometimes and through gifts and through people taking care of us when we're down and out for sure and we should do that for others who are down and out but the best way to be taken care of sometimes and find god's provision is by doing what you know to be the right thing to do And he who follows a vain person is void of understanding. You follow after someone who just says a lot of nice things, you know, says what you want to hear, has great swelling promises, get rich quick schemes. You don't have to work. Just do this easy thing with me. Just run out and do this. Well, you really don't have much understanding because you know, at the end of that day, following someone into town and your bread isn't, you're not going to have bread when you get home. The wicked covet the plunder of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. That, man, wicked just covet and covet and covet, and evil men, evil people have lots and lots of things. Sometimes they steal, they plot, they get what they want, and the wicked are just going to want what the wicked have, right? But for us, we shouldn't want what the wicked want. We shouldn't want the riches and the wealth. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that a person who seeks after wealth... um, Instead of righteousness, it's going to pierce themselves through many things. So we should let our righteous root, remember, we let it go down deep. Like the tree that wasn't watered, we want to water the tree. And that's why we spend time in the Word, is that we would let our righteous root go down deep. And we'll have fruit in time. Again, just like the bread. We may not have everything fancy. We may not have things that other people want. Sometimes we do. We have a lot of nice things, right? God's blessed us with a lot of great things. But most of all, we're going to have peace. And our lives will bear fruit. Our lives will be healthy. Our lives will be things that maybe other people won't covet and want. Or they come by, they'll be able to take a bite of, Oh, look at the way that life is. Oh, my life, why is my life doesn't taste like the way this person's life is? Who follows God? We're going to have a, a tasty life. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just will come out of trouble. That Man, do the right thing. And in the very end, even if you get a wrongful conviction, keep pushing hopefully it'll come out remember joseph went to jail for a wrongful thing but in the end he came out and he came out on top that man uh, people lie mommy and i've watched police interrogation videos and people lie through their teeth the police even despite all the evidence against them and it just gets them in more trouble so tell the truth to when it matters a man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth and the recompense of a man's hands is what we render to him. Again, just this idea that if you speak, remember we were just watching that video downstairs about the guy, he seems like a nice guy, a friendly guy, and he started a YouTube channel about games and things he likes, and he just bought a game store. You know, he's finding success. And I think a lot of it is you're nice and you're, you're kind to other people. Um, you know, you do find blessings. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of things in life that people have blessed me just because I'm a believer, I've seen people bless other pastors just because they're a pastor, they want to do good things for good, you know, quote unquote good people, for nice people that you wanna be friend you wanna have friends, you gotta be friendly too, the Bible says. So if you do good and you say good words, and people take this too far and say, Speak truth and speak life and speak things into being. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that and if you're nice, if you're kind, then eventually it'll come back to you and you know, you do Good work, it'll come back to you. You do bad work, it can come back to you too. And not the the world's idea of karma, but man, just that. Again, you go out into that field and you sow your seed, you did the right work, you're going to get a reward from doing the work. But there's cause and effect. You clean up your room, you're rewarded with a nice room, right? You you work hard, you study hard, you're going to be satisfied with knowledge. You're going to have the things that you need. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who listens to counsel is wise. How important is that we listen to counsel? Especially as children, we listen to our parents. Um, spouses, we listen to each other. Friends, we take advice from people who care about us and love us and love God and have our best interests in heart. That man, that's wisdom. Wisdom is not necessarily having the right answer all the time. Wisdom is seeking the right answer. Wisdom is realizing I'm not always right. Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm very wrong and I need advice to do things in life. No one should go throughout life thinking they can do it all without getting input. That's what a fool does. A fool says, I don't need anyone to teach me. I can run out and do things. And sometimes I'm pretty foolish because I've learned in life a lot of times the hard way by messing it up first and then learning how to do the right way instead of just looking up the instructions, instead of asking, well, how do I do this first? Um, you know, it's, there's nothing foolish about asking for help. There's nothing foolish, unless you should know the answer. There's nothing foolish about looking for the right way to do things first. It's very foolish to run ahead before you know what to do. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covers shame. You know, the same thing with fools. They don't hold their tongues. They yell and they scream. And they're angry about every little thing. And they're pretty much never happy. They always have something to complain about. Um, we see that in the world today. People just lose their minds over things that are nothing. And even if they are something, they should—they don't have to lose their mind over it. They don't need to be controlled by what someone else says. Someone else hates me, someone else says something against me, someone else doesn't like what I do with my life. It doesn't mean I lose my mind. No one has to accept me to, for me to be me. No one has to approve of me being a Christian for me to be a Christian. But the world flips out and wants you to approve of their sinful life in order for them to be happy. And they can't be happy because they're not happy. Their sinful life is destroying them. And they think it's your fault that they're unhappy, but it's their fault they're unhappy. And a prudent man covers shame. You know, it's wise. If someone does something against you. You don't need to tell everyone about it. You cover it, right? No need to tell secrets. No need to talk behind someone back. No need to tell someone else what someone else did wrong. I mean, there's a time and a place for it, right? Just like with police and a crime or if they do it over and over. You know, I remember being in Maryland and there was someone who was nice, but I always had kind of a, a funny feeling about There was a little off. And a couple of people warned me about them and I had to tell this person, look, I'm really sorry, but it's not a good idea if you're around us at this time. Um, you know, I think you should go back to the church that you were involved with and, and be involved there. You know, you're you know, um, just because it, the other people had to tell me not to hurt that person, but because that person kept doing things that were, that were wrong, and they needed to tell me to protect me and help me best protect the people around me um, from the person who is unrepentant in those things, unwilling to sit under discipline, and so that's a different story. There's sometimes we do need to tell when someone else does something. We do need to tell uh, but the point is not to shame them. The point is to bring correction to them. The point is to bring help to them and to protect people around us. Because a lot of times when we say something that someone else has done wrong, it's just to shame them just because we're mad at them. and um, We have unforgiveness in our hearts, and so we want to hurt them by shaming them. And, and a wise person doesn't want to do that, doesn't want to hurt other people, wants to help them. So he who speaks truth shows forth righteousness but a false witness deceit. You know, you speak the truth, it's obvious. You love righteousness, you're not going to lie. And people who lie, they love to lie. They love deceit. That If you're lying, you obviously don't love the truth. It's simple. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. You know, words can cut you down, and words can build you up. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, they will hurt you. They can hurt you, but they don't have to. And, you know, the Bible says that the the Bible itself is like a two-edged sword, that God's Word is like a two-edged sword. It can cut deep between bone and marrow, soul and spirit, thought and intent. But God, when He cuts us with the Word, He cuts us like a surgeon. He cuts us to heal us. He cuts us to cut out the bad things, to cut out the infected stuff, to cut out and heal, like, to make sure that uh, any scars that heal, that heal cleanly. Right? He doesn't cut us to just cut an arm off. He doesn't just cut us just to injure us. He doesn't say things to us just to hurt us. He says hard and sharp things to us to heal us and make us better, to correct us. But there are people out there who will say things, and even the enemy. The enemy will use truth in our lives, but use it in a deceitful way to hurt us. He'll be like, but you did that, or you said this, or you can't, you know, the Bible says this. And he'll use it to hurt you and to to condemn you, and to bring you down, while God will use it to expose your sin in order to heal you. The enemy will use it to to bury you. Um, And there are people like that who will say mean things, say words to hurt you, who will look for just the right word to to poke. They know you've got this in your life, or maybe you've got glasses and they call you four eyes. (laughs) You know, uh, That's a little example. Maybe they say meaner things to you. But the tongue of the wise is health, that a good friend, like the Bible says, that we should edify each other. We should build each other up with a word of grace. The the hearer would always hear grace, I think it says in Ephesians, that when we talk to each other, we should be kind. We should be building each other up. Even if we have to say something hard that may feel mean, like, what you're doing is sin, we're saying it not to say, what you're doing is sin, you whatever mean thing we want to say. Say, no, what you're doing is sin, but here, let me help you. God can help you. Look what the Bible says. There's a better way for you. And a righteous person, a wise person is going to give health to you. You're going to feel healthy. Even if you feel cut, you're going to feel like there's a health there. I don't know if you guys have ever had a finger out of joint or a a, a sore back or had a big pimple or a cut right it hurts it's sore but then when you pop it then when you pull it in joint that quick phew, ah, there's a little bit of pain but you know what you can tell things are getting better the pressure is relieved the pain is leaving and it's bringing you health and that's what the words of the wise do 19 the truthful lip will be established forever but a lying tongue is but for a moment remember the things we say in this life go on for eternity. The Bible says that they're all written down. And when you say Jesus' name, He knows whether you're saying it as a curse or whether you're saying it out of love. He hears it and He writes it down. And He loves it. And that's with everything else too. That And you speak life, you speak truth, those words will live forever because the truth can never be stopped. Lies are always temporary. The truth is forever. Deceit is in the heart of those who imagine evil. But the counsels, counselors of peace is joy. But to the counselors of peace is joy that man, people think evil all the time. Like God looks down on the earth. God looked in Noah's day. God looks in our day. And people are constantly imagining evil. And we should be guarding our minds and hearts too that we wouldn't imagine evil. Even things like picturing someone in their underwear to get rid of embarrassment. That's not really appropriate, right? We don't need to imagine those things. We can imagine other things to help us. Um, But counselors of peace is joy. Man, when when we imagine things, good things, it's it's kind of back and forth recursive, right? We can have evil in our hearts and begin to think about it, and then it twists our mind, and then it goes back into our heart, and then we think and feel, think and feel, worse and worse and worse, and it perverts us. Or we can grab a hold of those things, like the Bible says, to take every thought captive and begin, no, I'm not going to think about an evil thing. I'm going to think about a good thing. And then it begin, you get in the word and the word will cleanse your heart and your heart will imagine good things. Your brain will want to think good things and it's back and forth and healthier and healthier and healthier. So a person, again, when we get advice, we want to make sure we're getting advice from a person who has clean thoughts, who has a heart that's after righteousness. not perfect, but after righteousness and the same thing. We don't want to get counsel from someone whose thoughts are perverse whose heart is wicked, because they're just going to tell us to go after wickedness. A wicked heart is never going to tell you to go after the good things, go after God's righteousness. And that's what we want. And there's peace in that. That's why the world doesn't have peace, because all the advice that they give is to go after the wickedness. Go after what your heart wants. Don't stop. No one can tell you you can't do that. If it feels good, do it. There's no right and wrong. You make up, the only wrong is telling you no. That's not good. That's why they're not happy. That's why they have no peace. That's why they have no joy. Because there's no joy to be found in wickedness. There's only joy to be found in God's righteousness. And so make sure where you get counsel. That's why psychology, doctors, even (laughs) a pastor, you want to make sure that they have God's word first in their life. Otherwise, their counsel is not going to be good. That's why there's so many problems. People just They look for they look for counsel in the wrong places, and they refuse the counsel from the right place. There will be no evil to happen. There will no evil happen to the just, but the wicked will be filled with mischief. And we could we could take this the wrong way and think that if I'm doing good, nothing bad will ever happen to me. Well, the Bible's clear. It's not what happens. But remember, if no evil happens to the just, it's because God said that. Everything that God allows in your life is for a purpose. So even though Jesus was crucified, pretty evil sounding, right? God meant it for good. And so if something happens to you and I in life, even if it looks evil, if it hurts, God allowed it to happen to us. Like when we lost Pop-Pop, or when you stub your toe, or all these other things. This is something sometimes is part of life. Or someone steals something from you. Well, you know what? Maybe God wants to teach you and God can use it to teach you how to be more generous. Or how to pray for that person. That person will come to him. That he can turn that evil for good in your life like with Job, right? That even though all those bad things happened to him, in the end, no evil really happened to him. In a sense. Because it was for an eternal purpose of good. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truly are His delight. Again, just this idea of the things we say. God wants us to speak the truth. He doesn't want us to lie. He hates the lies. Why? Because God is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and life. There's no lie in Him. And who's the liar? Who's the father of lies? The enemy. So why would we want to be? Which father do we want to be like? Our Heavenly Father or the Father of Lies? Only two options. We want to be like God. That's the wise answer. And God delights in that. You want God's blessing? There's an old saying stay under the spout where God's blessing comes out. Like when you get in the shower, you want to get washed, you want to get clean, stay under the shower head. You want to stay dirty, don't get under it. That's the same thing with God. We want to stay in His delight. We want to have His blessing on us. And not that He can't bless us and redeem us and be kind to us otherwise. But we want to be in the best place, right? And the best place is to be telling the truth and to be dealing in truth. God delights in that. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims his foolishness. That Again, a wise man doesn't need to tell everything, everyone he knows. He doesn't need to boast. He doesn't need to, to, to share every little bit of knowledge. He shares what's wise in the right time. And the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. The heart of fools is happy to talk about anything, whatever, there's no boundaries, there's no nothing holy nothing sacred, nothing secret, nothing safe. And as they proclaim it, they don't even really know what they're talking about. It's just foolishness. They handle the diligent with rule, but the slothful will be put to forced labor. You work hard, eventually you become a boss. You'll work your way up that ladder. You'll be promoted. You'll have your own business. You'll tell other people what to do. You'll be a good parent. You're lazy, slothful. Like You know, a sloth is like, Real slow, always napping. So we put to forced labor. You all these people today are so mad about the the minimum wage jobs. You don't like it? Get a skill. Learn how to do something that pays more. Be happy that someone was willing to give you a job when you don't have any skill. Takes no skill to go start a job at McDonald's. That's why it's a first job. That's why they don't pay you much because anyone can do it. You want to get a job that pays you more? Learn something that not everyone can do. That's in high demand like welding or building a good house or being a computer programmer. You want to, you want to be the boss? Well, work hard. You want to work a hard job that no one wants to do? Well, don't study. Don't sit on the couch all day and eat Doritos. You wanna do well in life? Learn things, explore things, be inquisitive. Work hard. Heaviness in the heart of man makes it droop, but a good word makes it glad. And I can tell you that man, when my heart is burdened, when my heart is sad, when I'm overwhelmed, don't wanna get out of bed, don't wanna do anything fun, I don't want to talk. Someone comes along, whether it's the Lord, I watched a movie the other day, and the Lord ministered to me about something. And I, I wasn't even thinking about it and just took some of my stress away. And I went from being burdened to, uh, lighter. Other times people come along and say, I love you. You're my friend. I'm so glad you're here. Or they give me a word of the Bible and cheers me right up. gets rid of that stooping and that's what we should do is lift others up not that we should demand they not be sad but come alongside them and help them through their sadness with that good word right again, out of your mouth the righteous is a guide to his neighbors but the way of the wicked leads them astray that you going the right way in life people will notice and you might lead people in the right way without even saying anything and your neighbors will see oh you know, if I go out and see my neighbors mowing the lawn, I go, oh, I should probably mow my lawn and do the same right thing. But the way the wicked leads them astray, that, man, you follow a wicked person, it's gonna, you're never going to get anywhere good following someone wicked. It may be fun and what you want and feel good for a time, but in the end, you're astray, you're lost. And that's why the world is so lost, they follow the wicked. The slothful man does not roast that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. Slawful man, anything that a lazy person eats, he didn't game, and so he'll probably complain. I remember being a kid or in high school and not paying for the meals that my mom was getting me. Mom, why are we eating this again? Oh, man, and I get it, right? But at the same time, what did you do to get that meal? Nothing, right? You want something different? Go get a job. You want something different? Go out and hunt a deer. You go out, and you hunt, and you spend the whole day doing, working hard, working in the field, and you come back, and you have a little meal that's not very fancy, you're so relieved to have it. Oh, I'm so glad to have this meal. I'm so hungry and I have food and I worked and I was able to get it. So it's precious to you. Even the little you have, if you work hard, it's precious to you. A person who's lazy, who doesn't do anything and everything is just given to them, who's spoiled. There's so many rich kids out there who have so much, way more than anyone else, Oh, I've I got nothing to do. There's nothing to do here. I have nothing fun. They've got thousands and thousands of dollars of toys and things, and they're not happy. And yet you give someone who's poor, maybe even in another country, something little, something from the thrift store, something that someone else already used, and you give them, to go, oh, wow, thank you. And it becomes their treasure. And that's the way we should be. Don't become spoiled treasure what you have take care of it that's why god part of why we should be good stewards is because part of doing that is not taking for granted all the blessings we do have because when we take care of the blessings we can bless others and we can have more blessings ourselves too and last verse for tonight in the way of righteousness is life and in its pathway there is no death let's read that again in the way of righteousness is life and in its pathway, there is no death. You're struggling in life, knowing which way, the, which way to go, pray for the right way. Pray for the righteous path. Maybe the harder path, maybe the tougher path. It may not be the fun path. In fact, it's least likely to be the fun one at the beginning. But there's no death in that way. It's the safest way to go. It may look like the most dangerous, but it's the safest way to go for your spirit. There's no death in the right way. Just like walking outside, right? We're trying to find the dry spot not to get stuck in the mud as everything thaws out. We don't want to get stuck in life. We don't want to get stuck in the mud. We don't want to be in worse. So, look for the righteous way. It may be the long way around the driveway, but you'll keep yourself clean. You'll keep yourself from being stuck, and you'll blaze a path for others to follow. And that's the best thing in life. Is that when you've gone the right way, and you've gone through a hard thing and you look behind you and you see other people following along and it's easier for them. They don't have to go through the same struggles that you go through. Like I said to Jake, when we at the store and it was $7 for spray paint. I said, Jake, I remember it was $3 for spray paint. I said, Jake, I'm sorry that this is the world you're going to inheriting. That This world is so hard. It's hard for me and it's going to be even harder for you and I'm sorry about that. But I said, my son do everything I can to set you on the right path. Everything I can to help you, my daughters too, everything I can to help you get ahead in this life, I will do as your father. Because I know you got to go through hard things and part of going through hard things makes you strong. But at the same time, I don't want it to be too hard for you. And that's the same thing with the Lord. He wants to help us. He wants to get us through. He goes before us. He goes behind us, he blazes that path says, and whispers behind us, like the verse says, This is the way, walk in it. Right? So walk in those righteous paths, speak those righteous words, speak the truth, lift others up, don't tear them down, and make and please God. Because he's guess what? He's already pleased with us at the cross. So God, we thank you for your word and uh, how good it is, and we pray that you would help us do all those things. And that you lead many people around us to you. God, that they would come to you and we'd be found faithful in that and ministering your truth. Uh, bless us this night, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So may God bless you and keep you. and His face shine upon you. And may you always go in that righteous path that He leads you on. Amen. There is a vineyard of the Lord. There is a vineyard for us all. Trouble's left behind And all we drink first light Until